Welcome to the Leader to Leader podcast. I am your host, Susan Spears. Our guest today is Dr. Janet Gullickson. She is the president of Germana Community College. Janet, welcome. Thank you, Susan. It's a pleasure to be here. Always good to talk with you, too. Yes, I'm delighted to see you in person. I've seen you on a few Zoom meetings over the past year, but it's nice to have you here in the studio with us today. I am thrilled. Thrilled. (laughs) Wonderful. Um, Janet, we're going to have a conversation about leadership for just a little while here. And, you know, you're you're such a shining leader in our community. No, but you are. our, our reader, our readers, our listeners couldn't see the the fun face that you just gave me. <laughs> this is awesome. No, but um, you, you know, you, you've been here a few years, but made just quite an impression on our community in the Fredericksburg region um, as a female leader, as is just a total boss. And we're really proud to have you here in the Fredericksburg region. Thank you. That's very humbling. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, recently, you met with our Leadership Fredericksburg class, and um, I thought we had a really interesting conversation. You did something that um, doesn't often happen. Usually, our class is focused on asking the leader a lot of questions, and you kind of turned it around and asked the class questions about what what are you going through and how are, how are you feeling today with your leadership journey? So what is it about, about you that makes you inquire about others and care about those other people's journey with their leadership journey? Well, I was with Dr. Troy Pano as well, the president of the University of Mary Washington, and he and I have very similar kinds of respect, I think, for human beings and understand that we are no better or nor worse than others. And so when we ask questions, I think we ask them because we really want to learn from that experience and learn from others. Um, It's also a way for me to make a connection with human beings, and I love people. I love, love, love people. I'm an introvert, so that's it's a thin little line I walk. <laughs> but um, I really do care about what's going on in the community. And the best way to find that out is to talk to the members of the community. And so Troy and I learned a lot from that, that experience. And we were grateful for the um, invitation. Yeah, thank you. Well, a lot of a lot of that questioning and asking is like what we call active listening. Is that a skill you've already, or I should say you've always had, or have you learned to be an active listener? I have learned to be an active listener, and I'm still learning to be an active listener, especially because when we're really busy people like you and I are, we like sentences to finish quick. (laughs) Yeah, Time is a high premium. And so I am learning to pay attention and to look people in the eye when they talk Mm -hmm. and to really understand what they're saying from their perspective and not just oh this is what I can say in response but I learn that every day Susan Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a hard job but I think as a friend or as a partner as a boss as a subordinate the more we listen uh, the better we are at all of those things yeah good good point uh, one of the questions I like to ask people is if there's been a leader in along your journey uh, who has really inspired you, and if so, who might that be and why? Well, I think my answer would be very similar to yours in that uh, my father was mm. an inspirational leader for yes. me. And he was because he didn't act like you'd expect a leader to act. He was humble, he was funny, he was caring, 
He helped his neighbors out. Uh, he was a man of faith, mm. and he lived his faith um, every day. And he was a man who made mistakes, and he acknowledged those mistakes as well. And so I look at him, and I think about how well he was regarded in the tiny little farming community I grew up in. And I just aspire to be like him and to be the kind of um, person, frankly, that my children would want to emulate. Mm, That is so nice to hear. So I think you've done that here in our community. A person I was interviewing here just the other day for the podcast mentioned you and uh, said what an inspiration you have been uh, on her life which was uh, Brooke Miller, oh. and um, I told her you were you were coming in here soon. And um, it, it's just really nice to hear, though, when, when folks give that shout-out and say, you know, I've watched this leader in the community, you know, so you're doing it. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. You. Really, you really are. How would you describe your leadership style? Well, that depends a little bit on the situation, to mm-hmm. be very honest. I, I'm a situational leader, which means I think my leadership style flexes depending okay. upon the situation. So when um, I'm with my direct team, sometimes um, I can be pretty directive, and sometimes they can be pretty direct back mm-hmm. to me. But realistically, for me, I believe I'm um, a leader who's focused on mission, a leader who's focused on the future, future is I'm always looking ahead. I'm always a strategic leader as much as I can be. I think I'm a leader who depends on others to tell her when she's wrong. Yes. And tell her what her blind spot is because I don't see, I can't see what I can't see. And so that doesn't mean it's always easy to work with me. I think my team would say they appreciate me and that we laugh and we have fun. But I have high standards and frankly so do they for me. So when you say high standards, sometimes that ties to values and things like that. Um, would you tie those together, and how, how do you really describe that, the, your high standards with leadership? Um, ethical, mm-hmm. ethical that and caring that every human being in the organization has an important role to yes. play, that no one's role is more important than the other, that every human being has great value, and it's up to us as leaders to bring out that value if it's not always apparent that every leader could learn something by following sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that uh, my value is always the person comes first, families come first, um, community is very important to me. Um, we live in a competitive world, but but I believe that by partnering with organizations like the Chamber and mm-hmm. other organizations in town, we will help more people than we ever could if we were alone. So um, ethical, partnering, kindness, I try to do a live kindness and a great um, gratitude for every human being I meet. That really shows. And mm-hmm. I think that's also why um, Germanic Community College has been so successful in this time. Um, I think that they're trending in a very successful way, I understand, that may not be the same trend everywhere. And that has to be attributed to your leadership. Um, Well, I'm not sure I would do that. But yes, our enrollment is up. uh, Uh And it has been up every year for the last three years, every term, 8% over in the last three years, which we are the only community college in Virginia and perhaps one of the few in the country that can claim that. 
Uh, I inherited a good culture, Susan. Sure you did. So yep. so I get up every day and pray that I don't mess it up. Yeah. Because that's leaders can do that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I just pray that I show uh, as much compassion as the people at Germana do, not just for our students, but for each other in our communities. And we talk about love at Germana. We use that word. Uh, sometimes the some of my male counterparts at Germana go, oh, not this again. But deep in their hearts, they are, are full of love for the mission and love for the community and love for the students. So we, we're very focused on doing the, the thing um, right. I'll give you a quick example yeah. of, of somebody who works at Germana. Um, we do, uh, unfortunately, a lot of our students are suffering right now because of food shortages and housing insecurities and daycare challenges, etc. So we do hold food and hygiene giveaways for our students, thanks to relationships with the Fredericksburg Food Bank, for example. Uh, the Lake of the Woods Lions Club helps us a lot. And one day we were holding one of our gives giveaways and uh, somebody came up and um, she said I'm not a student and the staff member immediately said to her but you may be someday (laughs) that's nice yeah and so help yourself and I think that's how we uh, look at 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 everybody as an investment in the possible Mm. nice and, and for you to use the term love, I mean, it, it, it evokes positive feelings for everyone, even if, even if they're a little uncomfortable at first going, I don't know if I want to talk about this in, you know, work or something. But when you really demonstrate that, I, I'm, for me, love is one of my values. And what I remember when I first wrote it down, um, I was doing the exercise with the gentleman, Dave Quarterman and J.R. Mm-hmm. Flatter that mm-hmm. do Leadership Fredericksburg with me. And it was very different than some of the values they wrote down, and I felt kind of goofy about it. Then I decided to own it, right, to just yeah. really own it yeah. and say, you know what, that's my word, man. That's, that's, that's legit, and it's, it's, that's why I say it's so evident in you. You kind of radiate that. Well, and, you know, Susan, you bring out the best of others, and I think that's how you demonstrate your love, too. You bring out something in other people that they didn't even know they had. I see it over and over Aww. again in Leadership Fredericksburg. So I feel like we're kind of having a love yeah, fest we are. here on oh, that's because we love, yeah. <laughs> um, one of the other things with uh, I wanted to m- mention mm-hmm is love or compassion is relatively a new value for me in a leader. Okay. I I really was raised in the rough and tumble time where women don't show emotion Mm -hmm. and men surely don't show emotion. And so I've said, and you've heard me say this over the years, that uh, a leader has to be more both competent and confident. Yep. That you can't work, in my experience, it's hard to work for somebody who lacks confidence or lacks competence. But I've added compassion. Nice. Because I, I think that's the third C in, in effective leadership. It's confidence, competence, and compassion. And that's well worth remembering. You know, What do you think is one of the traits that you see uh, cause leaders to fail the most? Well, for me, sometimes <laughs> it's speaking my mind. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Midwesterner, and so we don't mince words. Um, I think sometimes leaders fail because they don't believe they can. Okay. Sometimes leaders fail because they don't recognize failure as a possibility. Mm-hmm. And I know every day failure is a big possibility for me. 
Sure it is. Yeah. So if there were one thing, and then the recovery from the failure, um, it's okay to ask for forgiveness. It's okay to say I screwed up. It's okay to say I, I was out of line. Um, that's hard for a lot of people. Me too some days. Me too. Yeah. Don't you think we learn the most when we have those moments? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's I, like what not to do. Really, or I just as soon yeah. get a letter in the mail telling me not to do that yeah. stuff rather than her firsthand life experiences. But, but um, I've learned that good leaders can survive that too. Mm-hmm. I used to hear um, people say, oh, it's lonely at the top or leadership isn't for everyone. It's difficult. And I guess there is some truth in those things. What During your more recent journey here in, in our community, what, what's been the hardest part for you as a leader? Well, it is culturally different here than what I'm from the Midwest mm-hmm. originally and moved here from the Northwest. And so it is having an understanding and appreciation of the cultural values of the communities we serve. And I serve, um, just like you, we serve several communities and they're all different and their um, their values are all expressed in different ways depending a lot on their business their history uh their geography and so it's it's not been difficult but it's been an opportunity for me to learn uh about where i moved and the ironic thing is and this sounds so strange but it's true i've never felt more at home than i feel here and i think it's because i'm finally smart enough or old enough to take some time and, and learn from the people who live here. Mm, that's really an interesting point. Yeah. So that would probably tie also to what's maybe been the best for you. Uh, I Oh, there's so much I love about this place. <laughs> um, it, the gift of hospitality here is genuine. Um, I've also learned about more about people of color and the the cultures that are expressed by different human beings i've also learned how we all have to try to navigate the isms in our life and and still move ahead toward a common goal i love the geography of the area um i love the fact that people act here like it's a hometown experience even if you've only been here i am a come here i know that but uh people still treat you as if you should be here so i'm i'm a come here that should be here that's what i feel Hmm. so if any of our listeners are from anywhere way out there in the world and they're kind of just tuning in saying where is this place that they're talking about (laughs) you know we're about an hour south of washington dc here in the united states absolutely And in uh, Fredericksburg, and we have rural areas that we serve, just as you do Mm -hmm. in the chamber, and fairly urban areas. And we live in King George County, which is uh, out in more rural area. Uh, But truly, Fredericksburg is the region is the place to move. Well, that's that's all nice things to be said to be said here. So thank you for that. (laughs) Yeah. So let's go back a little bit more into to leaders. So let let me ask you: Do you think anyone can be a leader can or can they learn to be a leader I believe that everyone is a leader at one point in their life um or maybe over years in their life it just depends but everyone is called upon in any situation that could be imaginable to lead 
And so it's whether we are open to the leadership opportunities more so than whether we know how. And I, I believe strongly in the notion of calling, that you're called to certain jobs and tasks uh, and other people, so that I believe strongly uh, we are called to lead in certain situations. It's wisdom that we need to know when to use our leadership abilities and how to. We're also called to follow. And woe is me when I get those two mixed up, yeah, which, I, yeah. which I have. I, I think, though, what I have observed in leaders is sometimes everyone else knows their leaders before they do themselves. Mm-hmm. Was that the case with you? Um, we know it's interesting, Susan, as a woman, um, we weren't always given accolades for being leaders. We were called bossy and um, demanding and some of those other harsher words. Um, but others saw leadership in me before I did. I was a very young woman and uh, a man from, uh, well, a university president said to me, I was only about 24, he said, have you ever thought about being a college president? Um, Which was just an amazing, (laughs) scales fell from my eyes that I could possibly even think about doing that. So that was what planted the seed. Yes, yes. Uh, Now, looking looking back or thinking back, what advice would you give someone in those shoes today, a newer leader just starting out, knowing what you know now? <laughs> oh, well, I, I just need to talk a minute about work-life balance because sure. I do think that is really hard for younger leaders. And I've seen that in the Leadership Fredericksburg group and my mm-hmm. own colleagues at the college, that um, you're you're wise to balance those you're not wise if you get them out of balance that over life there will be times you'll be called upon to work 80 hours a week and you're going to have to do that but there may be times when you work 35 hours a week because your child's sick or because your mother's sick or because um because of other uh maybe illnesses that you might be experiencing it's okay you are not going to not be a leader because you have to go through those normal life situations. The other thing I would say is um, nobody's perfect and you don't have to be perfect uh, and I I don't want you to be perfect and while I'm a, a person with high expectations, I also know that failure is possible and, and that I screw up every day a lot <laughs> and I think that's coming to grips for young leaders that they're going to mess up can be difficult, but it's okay. Yeah, give some grace, right? And give yourself, not just others, but give yourself Self grace. grace yeah. yeah. We're starting to wind down our time together. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else on your mind you'd like to share with our listeners? You uh, asked me to think about a favorite quote of mm-hmm. mine. And I have one, and I'm not good at memorizing anything. I barely know my phone number. But um, this quote I've had in my mind for many years, and it's from a hymn, an old hymn. It's called, and it's, Love to the loveless shown, that lovely they may be. And that has really uh, been my aspiration. Um, I'm as much of a screw-up as anybody, but my aspiration is to show love to the loveless so that others see how lovely they are. Mm, That's really beautiful. Thank you. I love it. Not not to keep saying the word, but I do. I love it. That was great. Thank you for sharing. My pleasure. 
Thanks for being with us. I'm Susan Spears. I'm president of the Fredericksburg Regional Chamber. Today was our Leader to Leader podcast, and our guest was Dr. Janet Gullickson, the president of Germana Community College. Thank you. Thank you.